1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. Tell you what I got was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Touchdown! Oh, he's done it again! Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Are you moving on?
0: Do you have to wait until Monday night to figure that out? Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Fantasy Football Today, recapping Week 14. Adam Azer, Heath Cummings, and Dave Richard. How's Week 14 going for you, Heath?
2: Um, really pretty well, I think. Right. I think I, I look like I pr- probably advance in 506 that I was playing in this week. I made two terrible decisions that I'd just like to take blame for right off the bat. I started Mike Glennon over Andy Dalton in the Scott Fishbowl. And that's probably going to cost me a spot in moving to the next round, which is really disappointing. I think Mm. that's the only league I'm going to lose this week. Well, the only league I'm going to lose where it's going to cost me a playoff spot. I also, in a league where the playoffs don't start until next week, I started Debo Samuel in the flex over Miles Sanders. And um, that's going to cost me a victory probably this week, but still going to make the playoffs.
0: Okay. And, wait a second. (laughs) You're talking about our league that I that we set the lineup. That we yes. put Debo. Okay, yes, that did that did hurt quite a bit. Um, uh, but we are tied basically. We just need Jarvis Landry to outscore Lamar Jackson. But we don't have to
2: win. No like we've we are, we, we not, had clinched a playoff spot think before that's this true. week.
0: I don't think that's true.
2: We are eight and five. There's two teams behind us at seven and six and they play each other and four teams. Oh, they the
0: play playoffs. each other? All right. Yes. All right, (laughs) then we're good. We're good. Uh, Dave, how are
3: you? How's week 14 going? I've got nail biters galore. I started geo over. Miles Sanders in one league and mm-hmm. if I had started Miles Sanders it would be all but over but instead I have an eight point lead on a guy that I've beaten for the championship in this specific league twice he is dying to kick my ass he's got Nick Chubb left I've got Mark Andrews left it is PPR it is going to be close nice. on right. Monday night uh Dynasty League I have a two-point lead a little less than two points on will Brinson he still has Cole Beasley and cam Hayward I've got Kareem hunt and minka Fitzpatrick and Mike Hilton that's a half PPR league that's a league I'd really love to win I am going to advance in the Kings Classic I beat Bob Harris pretty handily I feel lucky to have done that and uh, my the team that I w- was previously undefeated lost last week we were losing all this week this is the pros versus Joe's league and we currently are enjoying a five-point lead with Stefan Diggs left to play versus a team that only has Tyler bass left to play. So hopefully Diggs comes through with a nice game and we can move on to 13 and one and try and win the damn thing. And I have absolutely no idea how I'm doing in Scott fishbowl.
0: All right. All right. Well, let's move on to week 14 recap here. The most pleasant surprise and the biggest disappointment from week 14. Who wants to go first?
3: I got it. I'll go first. My most pleasant surprise is Alvin Kamara getting 10 targets. And it's been a while since we've seen him so involved in the passing game. It was nice to see seven catches for 44 yards. He also had 50 yards and a touchdown. Hopefully this makes people feel uh, okay in case Taysom Hill does have to start another game. But you're start, you've been starting Alvin Kamara anyway. Now with Drew Brees expected back soon, hopefully week 15, Alvin Kamara can go back to being a mega stud.
0: Yeah. And the best part is you stole one of Heat's winners. So that was awesome. And uh, <laughs> uh, yes, I was... Obviously started Kamara, a little nervous about it because of the lack of catches, but he comes through with a huge game, and we're hoping to get Breeze back because next week we got the Saints and the Chiefs. And
3: it's got to be Breeze. they got to have him back for the Yeah, game.
0: and and they are coming off a loss, and they need to win. It's a key to get that one seed. They're out of the one seed right now because they lose the tiebreaker to the Packers, um, but that game is the home team watch party presented by Lowe's. So make sure you hang out with us next Sunday, 4 p.m. Eastern on twitch.com slash FF today. More about that next week. Heath, uh, what was your uh, most pleasant surprise? You
2: know, I, I really struggle with whether it was T.Y. Hilton or Lynn Bowden.
3: Um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> I don't mind if, they, if those are truly your your pleasant surprises. No, Go for no.
2: Um, my most pleasant surprise was Jonathan Taylor. Um, yeah. Just absolutely. And th- this was kind of a tough one because I wasn't in on him very much at his draft cost at the beginning of the year. but for dynasty purposes, I've I, I thought he was eventually going to turn into that stud running back in first 10 weeks, he didn't show us hardly anything that looked like he was that. And it started to come together and part of it's the matchups. Like I don't think he's necessarily just morphed into a top five running back already, but you can see the confidence growing and the Colts um, using him more extensively. And I have one team that's remaining with Jonathan Taylor, and it's so much fun.
3: Yeah, it's the vision has gotten better. I think the confidence has gotten better. He's, he's got a shot to be a really great running back. It's the thing that people were talking about back in August, but no one wanted to pay. Well, there was somebody in every draft that wanted to pay a third-round price tag for him. I wonder how many people did it and stuck with him I'm sure I'll hear from some oh, yeah. of those people on Twitter. Dropped him. Nobody but dropped th- him. There, there were a few people that dropped Jonathan what? Taylor. In one league that I was in, I traded for him, and then I traded him away to build my team up. And I never really got to enjoy. Obviously, I didn't get a chance to enjoy anything like this. This is also the same league where I benched Miles Sanders. So goes to show you what I know. But the last three weeks have been a joy. And th- there will be discussions within the next 30 days about whether or not he is a top 15 pick in 2021 a top 12 pick in 2021 there's going to be excitement for him
0: oh yeah oh yeah good good finish to this the rookie running backs were great this week i mean swift scored he what was he great no but he scored so he was okay cam akers obviously uh jonathan taylor oh well james robinson the guy who's always great had a touchdown call back of course always gets a touchdown call back and he had one of his worst games unfortunately was Clive was pretty good. Fine, fine was pretty because good because of the catches, yeah. Um, he looked good. That's the good
2: news. Yes, oh for sure. In the second half, in the first half, um I thought they were kind of going away from him and going to Levy on Bell. And it looks like it kind of looked like they lit a fire on him and he was a different back in the second well, half. Yeah, I'm going to ask way, John you... Taylor gets the Texans next week. That'll be fine. Oh, that's
0: great. No, I'm going to ask you seriously. I'm not, I'm not being, you know, I didn't see that many Clyde Edwards-Elle carries, but he had, had like didn't he have like 16 carries for 30 yards or something?
3: And at one point, he really didn't have that many carries. Um, 16 I, for I wonder 32. If it was like four or five carries at the half, something like that, and then in the second half they really started to go with him. He I, had a lot of catches but did he, early on. But he on. looked
0: good. Um, he averaged he, two I yards good on the carries. Okay. Or the I catches.
3: think he looked okay on yeah, especially on the catches, working the edges. I thought he looked very good against the Dolphins there.
0: All right, you know who looked good in that game was Tua man. You got yes, to be pretty pumped oh, for man, a Dolphins he. fan. He had a couple of bad throws, but sure, for the most sure. part, the the
3: second touchdown to Gasicki was a ballsy throw. Yeah. Yeah. Just great. totally. I think Gasicki kind of bailed him out on I
2: it. couldn't tell when I was watching that game if he was like really having a good game or if he was really getting lucky because he threw up a, a lot more 50 50 ball. I mean, we haven't seen any of that from him this year. He was, he had a little Fitz magic in him in this game. And, it worked out, yeah. but he, like that second Kosicki touchdown was almost in the hands of the defender.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, I guess just in- encouraging stuff to see him kind of air it out yes. without without Parker, without Grant, eventually without Kosicki. Incredible, so depleted without Miles Gaskin, who was a, a pass catching option for him. I
3: believe their left tackle also got hurt.
0: And they were playing without their starting guard, uh, Eric Flowers. So the Dolphins are super injured. Bobby McCain got hurt in that game. He came back, but he's one of their defensive backs, and that was a big difference because Tyreek Hill torched his replacement. Anyway, uh, I would say my biggest, uh, most pleasant surprise would be an unpleasant surprise because I sat him was Miles Sanders. Uh, but That's if you, what I was going to say. If you feel bad about, well, you already gave one, Dave. Um, no,
3: not a disappointment.
2: Nope.
0: Disappointment was going to be Miles Sanders because you sat yeah. him.
3: Yeah. For the exact same reason why you're going to say he was a pleasant surprise, but it's not pleasant if you sat him. Yeah, it was yeah. really unpleasant. It was,
0: <laughs> but you know <laughs> that what? cost think me the most important I'm in. Look, it, if it was just one big run plus a one yard touchdown run and four catches, you know, no big deal. Uh, you know, he had an 82 yard touchdown run and uh, he was started in like 50% of will I'll, I'll double check on that. But, um, Yeah, well, we have a Believe It or Not on Miles Sanders in a bit, so we'll save it for them. He was started in 59% of leagues. Heath, who was your biggest disappointment?
2: No, this time I'm going to go ahead and steal one of Dave's. I think it was Ezekiel Elliott. Um, If you would have told me that the game script was going to go this way and they were going to run the ball 25 times against the Cincinnati Bengals and be up by three scores for as long as they were, or two scores, I Like he splits evenly with Pollard, basically, in terms of touches for the full game. And um, I don't know how, like if you survived this, I don't know how you could start him with any confidence the rest of the way.
0: Yeah, and he had one big run, which kind of saved him a little bit. He ended up with uh, 59 total yards, and next week he gets the 49ers, then the Eagles. Those are two good run defenses. Um, All right, so we will get, get to the big news here, a lot of it. Not, oh, so I don't get to give a disappointment. You just did. Miles Sanders. You said it, Miles Sanders. What do you want? No, th- but I don't get another one now no. because you <laughs> stole Miles no, Sanders Dave, from me? No, Dave, you don't. You have, a, you have another hour to talk. Don't worry. Watch <laughs> us on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. Silly Dave Richard. Watch him on YouTube, YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. And listen to all of our podcasts. We have so many. CBS Sports.com slash podcasts. We have a new gambling podcast out. We of course have fantasy football today in five. We've got college football. We've got college great college hoops podcast. The best college hoops podcast you can find. We've got you got us golf, any sport, we got it. CBS Sports.com slash podcasts. Except the NBA. All right, the biggest news. Uh Devontae Parker. Jakeem Grant, Mike Kosicki, all left with injuries. And offensive line injuries team was a mess today, and they hung tough with the champs, but they get New England next week. Debo Samuel left on the first play of the game. What a bummer. And uh, they're at Dallas next week and hope he can come back. Alex Smith and Matthew Stafford. By the way, we saw a ton of backup quarterbacks today. Some for injury reasons, some for blowout reasons. Some because they are um, Jacoby Brissett and they get in the game. But uh, Alex Smith was replaced by Dwayne Haskins. Matthew Stafford played most of the game, and then Chase Daniel replaced him. You want Stafford back because he's at Tennessee next week. Raheem Mostert left, and he returned. Uh, There was a lot of that, actually, this week. We'll get to more of that. Three Philadelphia defensive backs left with injuries, including Darius Slay. They're at Arizona next week. Uh, Mike Williams left with a back injury at the Raiders next week. And Tyreek Hill kind of held his hamstring late in the game. Uh, but I haven't seen anything on that. I'm assuming he's fine. But he has now scored, Tyreek Hill has scored 11 touchdowns in his last seven games. Wow. Whew. Okay, believe it or not, guys, let's do some believe it or not. Mitchell Trubisky. these are courtesy of Heath Cummings. Mitchell Trubisky is better than Deshaun Watson rest of season. For those of you playing along at home, here are the schedules. Trubisky has, we'll just do weeks 15 and 16, at Minnesota, at Jacksonville. Watson is at Indianapolis and home against Cincinnati. Trubisky is better than Watson rest of season. Believe it or not, Heath.
2: I'm giving the peek behind the curtain here because I did not. I don't want to be accused of being the person that said Mitchell Trubisky is better than Deshaun Watson in any sort of frame at all. Um, I presented this as Mitchell Trubisky as a top 10 fantasy quarterback rest of season. And I believe that. If you're asking me, am I starting Mitchell Trubisky in week 15 playing against the Minnesota Vikings when Deshaun Watson faces the Colts? Um, Definitely if there's no Brandon Cooks. And probably if there is a Brandon Cooks. (laughs) I just think, like, and I know Trubisky could fall flat on his face. He could be just absolutely awful. But we've seen that from a lot of good quarterbacks this week, I think. Um, It's possible. But Trubisky has three games with uh, just monster fantasy performance out of five this season. The Vikings, I don't believe, are a good defense. All right. I'll be starting Trubisky.
0: Dave, believe it or not, Trubisky's better than Watson. I'll simplify it (laughs) next week.
3: I could see it being the case. I don't know if I can trust it, though, because of... And he said it. Trubisky definitely has a chance, no matter who he plays, every week of falling on his face. And he will have great games like this that make you believe that, oh, yeah, he could be a franchise quarterback. And then he gets into a divisional matchup like the one he'll have against Minnesota, and he'll have a bunch of turnovers, and he'll be a mess. But I, you got to buy into how he's playing. It's good to see, even if it is against Houston and a team that won't pressure him very much. Minnesota is going to be kind of the same thing. I think the offensive line. For come on. Chicago come on. Believe better. it or not. Believe no, it or not. I, I said, I don't believe it. Oh, I you don't but, believe it. I did. You say, no, that? I'm still going to start Watson. Okay. If Watson had a touchdown overturned a second touchdown overturned that even if there's no cooks, even if there's no cooks. Okay. I just, I, I'm going to have trust issues with Mitchell Trubisky. It's easier for me to say that he could be a top 10 quarterback than better than Deshaun Watson in week 15.
0: Okay. Uh, Believe it or not, T.Y. Hilton is a must-start wide receiver in Week 15. That would be against Houston, who he just torched two weeks ago. T.Y. Hilton, must-start wide receiver. Dave, believe it or not.
3: Not only do I believe it, I think there's a case to be made that he's a top-12 receiver
0: (sighs) next week because that Houston defense is so bad.
3: And the chemistry that Hilton has with Phillip Rivers, it took a long time (laughs) for it to happen. But it's three weeks straight now where they just look like butter, and it's
2: fantastic. And like, this is one of those things I scoff at the player versus team thing a lot of the time, but Hilton has af- actually referenced like his performance against Hilton and how he always destroys them and how he's going to destroy them again in the future. Um, and I just totally believe him. And I agree with Dave. Like that was the point of clarification I want to make. I think it sounds kind of dumb as good as he's been to say, as he must start? Well, of course you're starting him. Um, I think to be must start, you've got to be top 15. And I think he's a top 15 wide receiver this week against the Texans.
0: Okay. Uh, believe it or not, Jalen Hurts has saved Miles Sanders and the Eagles offense. Right, you, you
2: stole a little bit of my thunder on this one, but no, I don't yet believe it. Okay. Um, when I want to like when I say saved, it's like Miles Sanders is back being the guy we drafted him to be, and he was in this game, but I don't think he's a top 12 running back automatically again. This was a lot of what we've seen from Miles Sanders all season long, it was. Fourteen carries, thirteen carries for thirty three yards, and one good run.
0: Yeah, and four and, catches. Four, catches, four catches, catches was huge
2: for, 50, for fifteen yards.
0: Um, uh, 20, 21 yards. I have twenty one. Okay, did I write it down? He came wrong?
2: into this to the week, averaging 20. three and a half yards per target, which is miserably bad, and averaged four point one yards per target in this game.
0: Yeah, how many? Um, but he caught, but he caught eighty percent, and he came into the game catching only fifty percent. So that's that true. was that was wonderful. Um, but the you, catches were good, those and points, you know? I'm not
2: saying I'm going to tell people to bench Miles Sanders again next week. I'm probably not. I think he'll be a number 2 running back, but I don't think he's just necessarily saved him back to what he was. And I don't really – there wasn't much encouraging for anybody else in this offense out of this performance. But you can
3: see – you can actually start to see that maybe Jalen Rager could be that guy for Jalen Hurts. Like, th- there were some close connections – between those two, and in time, if Hertz keeps the job going into 2021, Rager could be his his number one guy. I think, uh, that- I, I, I think that I think that Hertz has been fantastic for Miles Sanders. It changes the way the defense plays against Philadelphia. It takes a little bit of a load off of the offensive line as well. I but I'm not going to put him in t- as a top 12 running back against Arizona. If he has a decent game against Arizona, though, Week 16, he's got Dallas, yeah. and he could be back as a top 12 running back by then.
0: Well, to me, the most encouraging thing was Jordan Howard didn't play, and Miles Sanders got 14 carries, and Boston Scott only got three, and they just they really gave him a lot of playing time. 18 touches is is great. If you can get that, if he gets 18 touches next week against Arizona, it's going to be terrific. Um, The, The thing
2: that's going to be difficult for the pass catchers, I think, is the same thing that's making the Eagles' offense not suck so bad. That the pass protection is still breaking down regularly. It's just Jalen Hurts gets away now. Yep. Yeah, but those pass plays turn into run plays because Jalen Hurts is taking off. So we saw 30 pass attempts. I don't know how many times this season Carson Wentz had 30 or fewer pass attempts.
0: <laughs> Good point. And Hurts had 18 carries for 106 rushing yards. He ended up with 20 fantasy points. And by the way, he's only rostered in 24% of leagues. And by the way, Doug Peterson did not commit to him. But by the way, we're committing to him. He's going to be the starter next week. Uh, I mean, we don't know that, but there was a report before the game that that was probably going to be the case. All right, Drew Lock. Let's do this last one. Believe it or not, Drew Lock is a solid Week 15 streamer against the Buffalo Bills. Lock with, uh, what do you have? Thirty points? No, more than that. Sorry, I did not. Two hundred and eighty and four, right? Yeah, he had thirty-three fantasy points. After three straight games with like eight to fourteen, yeah, eight to fourteen fantasy points. Drew Locke, solid streamer next week against the Bills. I'll go to Dave first, believe it or not.
3: If you're playing with fire with Mitchell Trubisky, you're sticking your head in the grill with Drew Locke (laughs) against the Bills. I'm I would be even more nervous to go with Locke against Buffalo next week.
2: Uh, yeah, no, no chance. Point. Don't I, like maybe, maybe this one was too obvious, um, but I agree entirely with Dave. He has had some monster games this season. I do think the Bills present a decent opportunity for quarterbacks because their defense is just average and they score a bunch of points. Um, but Drew Locke had three touchdowns and seven interceptions in his three games before this one. <laughs> I do not want to start him. I don't want to really want to start him in a two-quarterback league. I'd rather start Trubisky. I'd rather start Jalen Hurts and lots of other people.
0: Yeah, it is interesting though. Locke has thrown for two hundred and forty-eight yards or more in five of his six of his last seven games. Now, he just sometimes he throws touchdowns. He always throws interceptions, but he's throwing for a lot of yards, which maybe gives you a little more faith in in Tim Patrick or something like that. Uh, news and notes: Patrick Mahomes took a thirty-yard sack. That was fun. The game was really he also, fun.
3: He also threw for over three hundred yards for the sixth straight game.
2: Three interceptions. And you know. threw for more interceptions in this game than he had the whole season before this game. Yeah. It uh, was the one of the weirdest games i ever watched.
0: Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, he It was a good week to have faced Patrick Mahomes, I, I would say. Uh, Miles Sanders, all those accolades we didn't even mention, he became the first 100-yard rusher against the Saints in 56 games. The last one was La- LaMichael Pirine. Or s- which Pirine was it? I think it was it Samadji Pirine. Yeah, Samaj Pirine. Um, Kyler Murray got a little banged up. A.J. Brown both came back. Giovanni Bernard fumbled on the opening drive, did not have another touch until the first possession of the second half and was one of the mega duds today. Deshaun Watson got hit in the... Duke Johnson left with an injury, but he returned. Mike Davis, same thing. Carolina left tackle Russell Okung left with with a calf injury. Daniel Jones was not healthy, and he left late in the game. He'll play next week, but he's he was like a sitting duck. He could not move really. Um, let's see. I th- uh, uh, let's see. The Colts had an offensive line injury. Jamal Adams set the single season record for sacks by a defensive back with eight and a half. And Hassan Reddick, Cardinals linebacker, had five sacks and three forced fumbles today. Unreal. Um, San Francisco left tackle Trent Williams left in the first quarter. I am not sure if he came back. We saw Gardner Minshew come in. Do we know if he's going to start next week? Did it um, can we in? just say we saw
2: Gardner Minshew come back? Sure. Like There should be two different sections here. Backup quarterbacks who played and starting quarterbacks who returned.
0: <laughs> Gardner Minshew came, came back. Ryan Finley came in for the Bengals. Geno Smith for the Seahawks because they they blew out the Jets. And Colt McCoy on the last like two or three minutes for the Giants. All right. Some almost touchdowns you need to know about? There are so many that I'm probably going to not read all of them. But the Panthers' DST nearly had a touchdown if you started them. James Robinson had one call back. Adam Thielen, Devontae Parker, Sammy Watkins, Christian Kirk, um, Ronald Jones.
3: Kirk's was a rushing touchdown,
0: yeah? Almost. An almost rushing touchdown, right. yeah. Um, Kyler Murray. See, Kyler Murray almost had two touchdown passes. This is just like bad luck for him. Max yes, Williams he, got tackled at the one. Game. Well, it's been an unlucky run because he just he's not scoring near the end zone anymore. It's always Kenyon I, Drake. I, well, the thing that
2: I think has been consistent since he's come into the league and you've highlighted it with rookie quarterbacks before their touchdown rates often bad. His hasn't improved as much as we expected it to in terms of passing. So when he was running inside the five yard line, he was still getting enough touchdowns, but he's not ever produced enough passing touchdowns on a consistent basis.
0: Right. I think it's two weeks in a row, I think, where he's had a guy get, like, tackled at the one, and then Kenyon Drake comes in. I know it happened this week. I think it happened last week, maybe before. Maybe the week before.
2: I, uh, I think that happens more when you're throwing shorter of the end zone and not into the end zone.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, Dion, but, you know, but I think what I'm, the point I'm trying to make is that earlier in the season, if that happened, most likely he would have scored the touchdown on the run true. after. It's always Drake now. Um, Wayne Gallman. Like, you you expect if the Giants are going to get near the goal line, they're going to hand it off to Gallman. Well, this time they handed it off to Deion Lewis because they were in hurry-up, and he scored a touchdown.
3: Well, Gallman helped them get down there. I wonder if he was just tired. No,
0: it was a a long pass play to Golden Tate down at the one-yard line. That set up
3: the play before, but there was a lot of Gallman on the drive, if I remember correctly.
0: I think there was. I think they were trying to hurry up because they didn't want it to get reviewed, or they were just trying to hurry up, whatever, and Lewis stayed on the field, I believe. Uh, Jordan Akins had the worst drop of the year, wide open in the end zone, <laughs> worst drop of the year. What was Johnny Lamb Jones? Is that his name for the Cowboys?
2: Uh, there were like 17 cornerbacks who made the best interception ever today. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whose was the best?
3: Um, the Indianapolis one.
2: Yeah, I think that's right. Um, that, uh, get, take, taken away from Waller. Um, I don't remember I don't know. Know. howard's, don't
0: know name, but you know, what I'm talking
2: howard's about. taking it away from Tyree Hill was, was, was
0: phenomenal was as well. Yeah. Uh, Samaje Perine for the dolphins. Samaje Piron had a touchdown call back. Uh, Taysom Hill missed Emmanuel Sanders wide open in the end zone. Marvin Jones almost had a long touchdown catch and Tom Brady missed Chris Godwin for what probably would have been like a 30 or 40 yard catch. All right. Enough oh, of that. Tom Brady missed Chris Godwin a lot today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he missed Gronk open down the field. He still ended up with a pretty good game. Uh, considering the lack of attempts, okay. it was okay. Yeah. They had the ball for 21 minutes. Uh, well, we win- talked
2: about it all year how Minnesota just dominates time of possession.
0: Is that, are you joking? Yeah, completely. They've been awful at it. They were early. Have they gotten better, though?
2: They've improved. They had no other choice. They were running <laughs> like 52 <laughs> plays a game.
0: <laughs> all right, winners and losers. T.Y. Hilton is a winner for Dave. We talked about him. Pick him up if he's still available, 78%. Uh, Lynn Bowden is your other winner. Dolphins, they got him from the Raiders. He had seven catches for 82 yards on nine targets. Last week, he had four catches. He'll run a little bit. He had a carry in each game. But all these injuries, Lynn Bowden steps up. They get New England next week. He's a winner, Dave. And is he a, not a must-add? You tell me, is he a must-add?
3: I don't think he's going to be the must-add. But is, is he this week's version of Kiki QT in that he gets a lot of targets and a lot of catches, and he could be kind of a PPR helper for you down the stretch? If the run game doesn't get better for Miami and it I we're not expecting Miles Gaskin to play, and if Parker's hurt and Gasicki's hurt, there's a huge window of opportunity being open for Bowden.
0: Okay. Heath, would you say that Bowden's well for him? I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he <you> would. <laughs> All right, your winners are Alvin Kamara, who we talked about. Kamara had 94 yards and seven catches. 94 total yards plus a rushing touchdown. So huge game for him. And Nelson Aguilar, he's now got 20 Uh, targets in his last two games. Go ahead. I am
2: buying in to Nelson Aguilar. I'm not going to... I've I've held out for too long, and it's helped me to avoid some pretty terrible fantasy performances along the way. But... This week against the Chargers, if he's when I run my projections, if he's not in my top thirty wide receivers, I will make an adjustment. And Nelson Aguilar is a top thirty wide receiver.
0: Okay. And our uh, final thing there is it as easy as if you like Derek Carr, you should like Nelson Aguilar.
2: Um, it seems like it is that easy now because he's seeing such a like. It's not just twenty targets; thirty five targets over his past four games. Um, he's the number two option behind Darren Waller in terms of targets, and he's the deep threat, and that's a good combination.
0: Cool. To the losers, Heath, your losers are Tyler Lockett and Hayden Hurst, and I'm going to throw in another loser after Hayden Hurst, a bonus loser. But let's talk about Tyler Lockett. Started in 97% of leagues, 52 yeah. yards. But the, I mean, okay, just quick thing on him was Wilson didn't. What did he throw for 200 yards? Like Metcalf led the team. He with- threw
3: four touchdowns.
0: I okay, he did do that.
3: And none of them went to to, to Tyler Lockett.
0: All right, he you're the floor and, is yours. Sorry. Um
2: it, this was very discouraging. Like you say ninety seven percent of leagues. If you had asked me at any point this week about sitting Tyler Lockett, I would have tried to make it seem obvious. I thought you the biggest, dumbest person ever. You should not ever sit Tyler Lockett. But I mean, geez louise, Tyler Lockett, there have been
0: too <laughs> many games like this. <laughs> NSFW. <laughs> He's
3: had under 70 yards in seven straight games. He's had one touchdown in his last seven games.
2: Now, oh. it, in his defense, the three three of the four games before this, he had been like Corey Davis, at least Both um, the targets. No, well, but he's like 11 PPR points most weeks.
3: He had nine targets in three of his last four coming in.
2: Yeah.
0: No, but Um, what I'm saying is he, the touchdowns, the lack of a touchdown was really bad, but the yards were actually just fine because Wilson only threw for 206 well, then you did get, unfortunately,
2: him. I don't play in any leagues where my points are based on what percentage of their team's yards to they I, accumulate. Matt, That's Matt Kaep a Kaep cool had, idea. Matt, Matt that's a really 61 neat yard. idea. Really 61 yards.
3: That. kind of annoying if that's the idea of a fantasy league. Um, <laughs> what was his yards per catch coming into this year? Anybody know it off the top of their head? It was Career? pretty high, right? He was like a hyper-efficient wide receiver.
2: Yeah, he's... Yeah, it's gone. It. It's gone down. He's short area now. He's he's been. Yeah. He and Tyreek Hill on a per target basis were the two most efficient wide receivers ever coming into this year.
3: And now it's down to around 11 yards per catch. Mm. Actually, um, it, it might even be lower than that. It was around that after this game. Yeah, Or right around there. Well, it's okay. disappointing. You know what his upside is. I think you take a risk benching him. Every single week, you've got to like some of your receivers better than Lockett to put Lockett on your
2: bench. That's the thing. And it's going to be, it's going to be, we're going to have to try to remember this conversation. But when we get to January or February and we're looking at Tyler Lockett's player page, this is going to be the best year of his career. Mm -hmm. Are you sure? Um, He came into this week, six, six catches shy of his career high, 200 yards shy of his career high. And only two touchdowns shy of his career high. And those weren't all in the same season.
3: Ah, At Washington next week and then the Rams after that.
2: Well, but week 17 stats are going to show up on his stats page.
3: I know, I know. But the next two weeks are not going to be easy for Russell Wilson. So maybe it, it can be a little bit easier to get away from Lockett if you survived his bad game this week.
0: Hayden Hurst is Heath's other loser. He had one catch for seven yards on two targets at the Chargers. Gets the Bucks next week, and this is now three of the last four games been really bad for Hayden Hurst. I just don't.
2: I don't. Um, I don't get it. And the nice thing is, anytime I rail against how bad Hayden Hurst has been recently, he generally comes through with sixty yards and a touchdown. But um, yeah, I, I'm not going to have any degree of confidence starting him this week.
3: When in the first game against New Orleans he hurt his ankle pretty bad and he finished that game, but he wasn't really running around that much and he hasn't really been good since that game. So and this is also the fourth game this year where the Falcons have played without Julio and Hayden Hurst has been eight PPR points or less every single time. and this one was like a hideous one. yeah, so I, I think it it's time to say goodbye.
0: Okay, bonus especially
3: against Tampa Bay next week.
0: Bonus losers: Todd Gurley. Uh, I don't know what's going on there, but yeah. in a league that I lost take this week, take
3: I a, made take a wild guess. What's going on with Todd Gurley?
0: Yeah, he's not good. But I I did make a very smart move and picked up Ito Smith this morning just to put him on my bench and got my butt kicked by Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers and Derrick Henry and Robert Tunyon and I just got s- smashed by George. So I will keep Ito Smith and in the losers bracket. And uh, nobody else gets to have him. But, you know, take a look at him because he's 4% rostered and he had five more carries. He's Todd Gurley's He's their best viewers. running back. Yeah. All right, Dave, your losers were Zeke, who we already talked about, and Giovanni Bernard. Ew. Ew. Three, ca- three carries, three catches, 23 total yards, and a fumble. And this is now five straight bad games for Gio. And this was against the Cowboys, no less. And uh, there were two other running backs on the team that did a lot better than him. So what What do you tell the geo manager?
3: That you shouldn't trust him anymore because his coaching staff doesn't trust him. He had an early fumble, and they decide to bench Giovanni Bernard for it and move to Samaj P. Ryan, and then he fumbles. And then it's just, or maybe it was Tremont, Tra, Travion Williams who fumbled, and yeah. then they gave it to P. Ryan. I don't know. I don't care. I thought the Cowboys' defense was going to come in and be sloppy. They weren't. Gio was the sloppy one. He played a bunch in the second half. But, man, do I feel like the biggest heel ever for thinking that Gio would have a good game. And I look forward to dropping him. And never picking him up again, <laughs> and then never being part of Team Geo ever again. I am, I am tearing up my card that I got in the mail from the Team Geo Fan Club. I am no longer in. Mm. I'm throwing it out. Oh. I'm done with Giovanni Bernard. Oh, this no. was terrible. Oh, this was
0: extremely frustrating.
2: Breaking news.
0: Oh God, Deontay Johnson. You're, you're going to
2: spoil the game Deontay Johnson
0: still has the dropsies. You're going to spoil the game for me. Oh, that wasn't so bad. Uh, worryometer. Go to the worryometer here. Zero to 10. You know the drill. Chris Godwin, two catches for 25 yards on three targets. This was after three straight games with 15 or more PPR fantasy points. He does get Atlanta next week. Worryometer on Godwin. Two and a half. Four and a half. Okay, not that worried. Um, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert with only 19 fantasy points against Atlanta. Another game with a ton of pass attempts. That's 44 or more passes in four straight games, but not really getting the job done except for one game against the Jets. Uh, Justin Herbert, worryometer.
3: He's got the Raiders next week. He
0: yeah, had the Falcons one. this
3: week. I know. Four. One. Four.
2: <laughs> um, I, I think that like the ranking of Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, Deshaun Watson, and Mitchell Trubisky this week will be very interesting.
0: How about James Robinson? Oh, my goodness.
2: The <laughs> guy is the number three running back in fantasy. He's dominant week after week after week and evil adam has just been waiting for him to have one game with fewer than 100 total yards so
0: he could pounce he only had had 80 yards what are we gonna do with him i'm sure adam put him here
3: because of his schedule um (laughs) no should i have at baltimore and then chicago
0: Oh, that's their schedule? Because I have the wrong schedule for them. I have the, a much better schedule than that.
3: <laughs> what do you have? Let, let's hear The, in r- your, the wrong one.
0: Yeah. I was. <sighs> I must yeah. have given them Tennessee schedule. Yeah, I gave them Tennessee schedule because I copied and pasted from the wrong. I gave them Detroit next week, which would have been wonderful. OK, now this is a much yeah, better. That's going to be
3: good for Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is a negative bazillion on the <laughs> worryometer. <laughs> James Robinson is like negative twelve.
0: Okay.
2: He had eighty-three yards and caught four passes. You know, you could have just said Worst zero game in like two months. And we want to know how worried are we? And he might even be better with Minshew.
1: Yeah.
0: No, I could, think he definitely is better with you, Minshew. You could have, you could have just said zero. You could you could have just said zero. <laughs> you could have gotten his schedule right. I that was yeah, that He's have. got
3: Oakland and then he's got San Diego and then the Oilers <laughs> in week seventeen.
0: All right, Clyde Edwards Eler. Worryometer on him because you know the catches are not very reliable with him. He's he got five for 59. That's great. Uh, he did get 21 touches, but all right, zero to 10 for Clyde Edwards. E there. I was at like an eight coming into this week, and now I'm gonna slide it down a little
3: bit. He's he's in that six range. I'm so worried, but not as bad as it was three and a half. Oh, you're just mm, interesting, cool as a cucumber when it comes to CEH.
0: Yeah, well, he gets the Saints next week, and that's, you know, they've given up 100 yards to a running back in one straight games, so (laughs) keep that in mind. Uh, And Terry McLaurin. All right, this is what, let's see, if I can do some quick math. A combined four catches for 38 yards on 12 targets in his last two games. He will face the resurgent Seahawks defense next week. Terry McLaurin.
2: Um,
3: Now, this is one that I think we could, Uh, be fairly concerned about. Although I was a little optimistic that with Haskins going under center when Alex Smith got hurt, that things could get good for him. But I'll I'll say six, same as Edward Zillair, meaning I'm probably still going to start McLaurin, but the expectations have to be revised.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll say five. Um, I'm not sure how resurgent the Seahawks' defense is. They've played Colt McCoy and Sam Darnold the last two weeks
0: um uh, it's been like four weeks but it's been it's actually been four or five weeks of just lousy competition except for i think the rams were.
2: In the- well they the carson Wentz had 22 um oh he had the god 12. he had
0: the goddard prayer
2: and kyler had 23 yeah um, the week before that
0: that was a thursday night game yeah
2: but yeah, at five. I I would I'm more likely to bench McLaurin than I am Chris Godwin, but I don't think they'll be that far apart in the rankings.
0: I think it would be nice if they would lose a game, and maybe and I think they will next week. Have to throw downfield a little bit more. Um top five at each position. Okay, we'll do this. We'll take a break and then we will go through all the games. So let's get our live scoring up there. Aaron Rodgers. It's like seven games in a row now with 27 or more fantasy points. Aaron Rodgers is actually probably QB1 now. It's my guess. I don't know. What do you mean? For the week? No, no, for the year. Or for the year? I think he's past Mahomes. How many did he have? 36 points. And I don't know where Uh, Kyler is in this anymore. He needed to outscore Mahomes by 18. Oh, he's two off. Two away. All right, uh, so Rogers is crushing it. Uh, he's number one. Trubisky is two. Shraggy B, by the way, with the stat, good stuff.
2: Well, Wilson was only like four behind Rogers coming into this week,
0: and Rogers beat him by six. All right, so it's oh, actually great. I messed up. It's Rogers one, Drew Lock two, Trubisky, Wilson, Tua, all tied for th- for uh, third with thirty fantasy points. Five quarterbacks with thirty fantasy points, impressive. Uh, Rodgers, Locke, Trubisky, Wilson, Tua, and then Derek Carr after that. And then that is a big drop, all the way down to 22 points. So it's 36, 33, 30, 30, 30. Derek Carr with 27, and then 22 points. Taysom Hill is currently your QB7. But uh, Dave, you look at Rodgers, Locke, Trubisky, Wilson, Tua, Carr, they're the real standouts today. Three of them had rushing touchdowns, by the way. Uh, anything, Anything jump out at you there?
3: Yeah, Detroit, Carolina, New York Jets, Houston Texans, and Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, Chiefs. Chiefs defense is kind of struggling. Uh, I got to get that. They together. did today. Well,
3: I, look, I, I think there were some throws that you just got to shake your head at with two and say, "Good play, nice job." But those other defenses are pretty terrible, and this is the time of year where bad matchups can really or favorable matchups can really work out for you.
0: Well, we talked about Trubisky. I want to look at Carr. He was 31% started and start percentage right now. It's kind of take it with a grain of salt. A lot of teams are eliminated and they have car on their bench or whatever, but um, he's got now five games with 27 or more fantasy points out of 13. That's big. And he's got seven games with 22 or more fantasy points. So I don't know. He's been, he's been pretty efficient if I'm not mistaken. He, I mean, he had that three game stretch where he had 25 or fewer passes and he struggled, but they were just winning and running the ball. Um, is it just like if you get a game script that's good for, for Derek Carr, you should start him because he's putting up huge numbers. It's
2: like he's going, he's doing this and I don't disagree with anything you said and that makes him a quarterback in the borderline top 12 range.
0: Where did you guys have him ranked? What's that? Were you too low on him this week? Not not in retrospect. I retro think respect. I had him 12th. Oh, okay. All right,
3: That's great. No, I, I had him lower than that. I'm worried about that offensive line Doing its job blocking for the run game for Vegas. Well,
0: yeah, but doesn't and, that help Carr? Because yeah, they can't really run but, the ball. I mean,
3: that's the point. But it's it as good as it helps Carr, it's not so good for Josh Jacobs. And that line, if they suffer another injury, could potentially start to hurt Derek Carr. But I think that's what's going on, is that Vegas is realizing, all right, we're having a hard time running the ball. They couldn't get Booker going last week, they couldn't get Jacobs going this week. They miss Richie Incognito. That's who's missing. And uh, I, I think Carr's got an opportunity here because that defense is so bad where he's going to be in positions so where he's going to throw
0: a bunch. Boy, it's so bad. You can really run all over them. Austin Eckler. Uh, next week. Derek Henry is your RB1 followed by Jonathan Taylor. Miles Sanders. Mike Davis. Boom. Uh, David Montgomery. How did he end up with only 11 carries? How strange. But those are your top five. Derek Henry, Jonathan Taylor. Miles Sanders, Mike Davis, and David Montgomery. Heath, reaction?
2: I like that Like all of the David Montgomery long-run stats are just off the board for next (laughs) offseason. I'm I'm happy for him. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he does the next two weeks against great matchups.
0: Okay, great. And hopefully we don't have to talk about Mike Davis. No offense, Mike Davis, but we want Christian McCaffrey back. Wide receiver. Really, great job, Mike Davis. Great job.
2: Thank you. You got us here. And then when we needed you in week 14, you, you pushed us on to the next round.
0: Tyreek Hill is wide receiver one. He had a 32-yard rushing touchdown. KJ Hamler, not far behind. Two catches, 86 yards, two scores. T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton is actually tied with uh, Tyreek Hill in PPR. Uh, Calvin Ridley is actually, I think, number one in PPR. No, Allen Robinson is number one in PPR. I'm looking at non-PPR scoring. But Tyreek Hill only had three catches. Ridley had eight. Allen Robinson had nine. So your best wide receivers today, just slightly ahead of Devonte Adams and AJ Brown, are Tyreek Hill, Calvin Ridley, Allen Robinson, KJ Hamler, and T.Y. Hilton. Dave, does KJ Hamler matter? Not, Not
3: really, no. You can put him on your bench in the deepest of leagues and hope that he sees more targets moving forward. But, I mean, th- this is the type of game that you should expect from Hamler two, three times a year. Moving forward, because he's fast, but doesn't really seem to be involved in the offense on a regular basis. He might have a couple of games this year with five plus targets.
0: Okay. Other than Travis Kelsey, I don't have a great feel for who the top tight ends are. I feel like, like Tony. T- oh, right. Tony's going to be up one. there. He had like 50 yards and a touchdown. Waller had 70 yards, but didn't score. All right. Kelsey, Gasicki, Irv Smith. Foster Irv. Moreau and Hawkinson. What happened to Tunyon? No, he not, didn't quite make the cut; just missed it. Kelsey, Gasicki, Irv Smith, Foster Moreau, TJ Hawkinson. So Irv Smith, Heath, 63- sixty three.
2: Foster Moreau.
0: Yeah, he had a forty. Huh. He had a forty seven yard touchdown. The amount of there were three tight ends going into Sunday night. Um. Well, no, Troy Fumagalli. <laughs> fuma golly Fool almost like fools you uh yeah, 53 oh yards so for four tight ends going into sunday night had more than 50 yards it's pathetic yeah
3: it's a touchdown reliant position what? except in the case of the studs
0: what are we thinking about they get
3: yards with the touchdowns
0: irv smith uh heath irv smith
2: if kyle rudolph is out then irv smith is a streamer
0: i like the if then good stuff Jared Cook with another touchdown and if he gets Breeze back, it makes him a little bit a little bit better. He, he's a, a lot better.
3: Good start if Breeze is back. Cool. I believe Dan Arnold has scored in three straight games. Like gets hey, hey, four touchdowns in three straight games. Arnold was the kid with the Ben Trager can help me out with this. He was the kid with the little hat that he had hair going crazy out of either side of his head.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, he has no idea. He has no idea, Ben Trager. No idea.
3: Co- confirmed because doug was like the nerdy charlie brown
0: kind of yeah looking yeah dude. yeah doug, doug's a. Doug's no a hey kid. arnold i saw don't you worry about that uh, all right hey uh schrager saw christmas vacation for the first time oh it was a classic and i mean it was a classic but it was hilarious <laughs> good stuff dude uh for dan arnold it's it's touchdowns in three of his last four games Okay, taking a break here. When we come back, we'll go through all the games. Sit, sit tight. We've got uh, a lot of fantasy analysis coming your way right after this. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family.
1: Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
0: Denver, Carolina. This was a sneaky, fun game, five-point game, one of the most competitive games of the, of the week. Heath, do you want to believe it or not, or, or what, you want me to do it? Well,
2: we already did one for Drew Locke, so believe it or not, Robbie Anderson is a start for the rest of the fantasy playoffs.
3: Yeah, I can believe that, especially in PPR. And you knew that he'd get a pretty decent target share today without DJ Moore on the field.
0: Right, so is he a must start if DJ Moore plays? And what about Curtis Samuel, by the way? Curtis Samuel's bound. He had nine he, targets too. Yeah, he's, like, that's
3: the one who I think would be affected more by DJ Moore's return.
0: Okay, because he's got three straight games with sixty-eight to seventy-two yards. He's really becoming mm-hmm. a receiver, and he has a touchdown in four of his last six games. Uh, or no, he has he has seventy-two yards or a touchdown in four of his last six games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the other side, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon had 13 carries for 68 yards, three catches for 23 yards. Philip Lindsay is just not running the ball well lately. But He's ha- got to
3: get out of the way and just let Melvin
2: yeah.
0: get more.
3: Oh, man,
2: work. how many times have we said that one direction or the other about this backfield? Like, I know,
3: <laughs> There was a time we wanted
2: Melvin out of the way.
3: It's true, it's true, but Melvin has actually started to play better the past couple of games, I
2: want
0: to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was great last week against the Chiefs, right? Yeah. Hmm. Um, he had 15 carries for 131 yards. The week before that, he was terrible. Uh, but anyway, how do you view Melvin Gordon? He's got the pa- uh, the Bills next week. High-end flex, low-end number two.
3: Yeah, that's the best way to do it. He's got the Chargers in week 16. That's the matchup that you circle.
0: Okay. And um,
3: that's the matchup he circled, too. His former team.
0: Dallas. Oh, oh wait, i got to bring this up here so he noah fan no um oh Mel yeah Noah fan had an illness and, and left
3: left with an illness that's weird you don't usually see that I,
0: okay so anyway Melvin Gordon he's got his court appearance tomorrow so oh for the DUI yeah yeah he he could he could be suspended so uh, you could pick up good
3: so we'll get our way and we'll yeah. just let Philip Lindsay hopefully do something decent
0: Dallas 30 Cincinnati seven Heath
2: uh, believe it or not, Giovanni Bernard is droppable. <laughs> no, no, believe it. Believe it.
0: Believe no, it. We could do better you. than that. Believe it or not, C.D. Lamb is droppable. I do not believe that.
3: He's he's been droppable in non PPR. Yeah. What about yeah. A PPR? I mean, I'd still I don't mind hanging on to him. Well, it, it's going to be situation specific, Adam. If you've got loaded starting wide receivers and he's not your best receiver on your bench, you can punt him right into the sun. <laughs> but if you don't have that situation, then hang on to him.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, there are four teams left. I, I really hope you're not relying on CeeDee Lamb if you're one of the final four. Uh, okay, I think we're good there. Amari Cooper Amari Cooper is basically a must start Yep. with, with Dalton. Yeah, he's been very good with Dalton. And, and they didn't have to throw much. Dalton threw 23 passes for 185 yards, two touchdowns. They didn't have the ball very much. Uh, no, twenty-five minutes. You know, when you get when you get defensive scores, it always screws up your time of possession. Of course. Chicago thirty-six and Houston seven. Heath. Yeah, we, we covered a lot of this
2: one with the Watson and Trubisky angle, but uh believe it or not, Cole Komet is still a good streaming tight end, despite the fact that stupid Jimmy Graham scored a touchdown. And you're not stupid, Jimmy Graham. You're a Hall of Famer and wonderful. I've enjoyed watching you play football. I'm sure
3: He's a great amateur pilot and he got a great college education.
0: Mm -hmm. Four catches, 41 yards for Cole Komet, Dave. Um,
3: I think he's... Cole Komet isn't a streaming tight end.
0: He had
2: seven targets for the second week in a row and if you get seven targets every week, you are a streaming tight end.
3: Do you think this is a game coming up next week for the Bears that they're gonna to need to throw a lot. Are you going do I
2: did he not get seven targets at him?
0: No, I had it wrong. I, I thought he, oh, okay. he had I seven wrote targets. it down wrong.
3: Yeah. Do I think what, Dave? How much passing do you think the Bears will do next week against Minnesota?
0: That's who they um, play, right?
2: They threw 33 pass attempts today, and that was like seven below their season average. So I'd say at least as much as they did today.
0: Yeah, they're at Minnesota next week. They throw the ball all the time, no matter what. They're always so thirty three passes is so low for them. Um,
2: and they won by four scores. Right, right. Like they didn't ever start stop. They were throwing the ball in the fourth quarter.
0: Uh, all right, believe it or not, Kiki QT should not be dropped. Like you should hang on to Kiki QT.
3: Well, he's taking on the team that he broke out against next yeah. week, so that's that's a good thing. I and would, if Brandon Cooks is out, then I think yeah. the door is open for him to get more than three targets. Certainly.
2: I might like him better if Brandon Cooks is playing, just so he doesn't get that much attention. Um, but I wouldn't, I would not drop Kiki QT for KJ Hamler.
0: Yeah, nope. the, the way the, I'm trying to interpret Heath's groans, it sounds like you prefer C.D. Lamb to Kiki QT. I think that's correct. Okay,
3: I think I'm sticking with QT.
0: Hey, we got to talk about uh, Hanson here. Where's the love,
1: Chad?
0: Han- <laughs> Chad Hanson, four percent rostered.
3: I started him in the Kings Classic.
0: Good for you. Seven catches
3: deep flex league, and uh, came through with twelve point six. I loved it. Seven targets. Uh, he's the outside type of receiver. He really did benefit more than anything else from Brandon Cooks, more than anyone else, I should say, from Brandon Cooks. But he had
0: a hundred yards last week, and now he backed it up with seventy six this week. You know, I mean that's, that's Play at 56 this week. If it 7, what is seven, for, 56? seven sorry, for 56 sorry. I, I said 70. Caught them all. 7 for 56. Um all right, but I don't know, you know. Eh, eh, it's just deep leagues, deep leagues.
3: It's it's basically deep leagues.
0: Okay. All right, uh moving on then to our next game which would be Tampa Bay 26 and Minnesota 14 and time of possession really was big here. I, you can't do much with 21 minutes of possession and that's what the Bucks had and they still won the game. But Heath, what do you want to look at here with Tampa Bay and Minnesota?
2: You really shouldn't rank any of the Bucks wide receivers in the top 18. Yeah.
3: Nah, I, I don't believe it. Because especially Evans has upside for blow up games every week. You can say goodbye to Antonio Brown. There's just there's there's nothing there that's gonna make you feel confident in using it outside of a deep league flex, I mean, deep league PPR flex. Godwin usually gets more targets than this. Mike Evans usually does better than this. Twenty-three passes. So I don't believe. Right, exactly. And the time of possession was way against them, so I don't believe it.
0: Uh, by the way, Bruce Arians is completely full of crap. This is ridiculous. He said twenty touches. We got nineteen touches from Ronald Jones. <laughs>
3: we got nothing from Leonard Fournette. Healthy scratch.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Love it, man. Uh, what a great development for Ronald Jones only started in 64% of leagues, but people may, may have been eliminated. Didn't have the chance to do it, but, uh, he, that's, that's great news. And at Atlanta next week, it's not a, not the easiest of matchups for running backs typically, but you consider him a must start Ronald Jones. Yes.
3: He's going to be a number two running back in my rankings next week.
0: Yeah. I think he'll probably be right around 15. Probably. What do you make? I just, I'm sorry. I can't imagine that home versus road is that big of a deal. But for cousins. Yeah, he did get you to mean? 19 points, cousins. But Look, he was crazy. he
3: was really lucky to get nineteen. Mm-hmm.
0: But I he's mean, home he, next week against the Bears.
3: Yeah, I know. So you'll probably feel good about starting him if you've been starting him all along. But he had a very uncharacteristic forty one yards rushing, which is silly. Yeah. Never gets anything like that. That might and, be a career high for him.
2: And I'm more likely to believe home versus road when home is a controlled environment.
0: I guess, but he was in Tampa today, you know? It was looked pretty nice. Here uh, well, here is fantasy points in his last five home games. 29, 26, 28, 31,
3: 27. Ridic- it is a career ridiculous. high rushing yards for him.
0: Is it really? Yeah.
3: His oh. previous, I was 38 yards.
0: Okay. Congrats, Kirk. Have you anything to say about Jefferson or Thielen? bad games
3: you still have to start them as it's just such a weird game for them they had time of possession cook i i say this in seriousness he only had 22 carries yeah i just i don't know i, I feel like this should have been a bigger game all the way around for the vikings
2: well i think that's part, that's part of the problem with the vikings um in terms of like the number of plays they run is even when they have time of possession sometimes they're just so slow because they run the ball with Dalvin Cook and then 30 seconds later they run it again and 30 seconds later they run it again and all of a sudden three minutes are off the clock.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Tennessee. That could be a big part of it. Tennessee 31 and Jacksonville 10. Um, believe it or not, you should drop James Robinson.
2: Oh, come on. <laughs> I almost cursed. <laughs> like, you can't do that to me. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I don't want a
2: Straggy B to have to edit the
0: YouTube. You know, I'm going to tell you I something. I don't want to have cursing on air like you did last week. Gardner Minshew, uh, has, he's, he made seven starts before getting benched. He scored 22 or more fantasy points in five of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. I,
2: thank you,
3: Adam.
0: Yeah, you're welcome.
3: He, I, I believe that. you were told that Gardner Minshew wasn't going to play again this year.
2: Uh, Well, no. I was told that they 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 shouldn't play Gardner Minshew because Doug Marone's trying to win another game. And I was told that Mike Glennon was the
0: team's best chance to win games. Hmm. I don't know that that isn't true. I mean, they all stink. Let's be are they're, they're, they're one in 12 for a reason, uh, but next week is at Baltimore. But so it doesn't really, I mean, just, nobody's just starting to It's clear.
2: Like statistically, there's not much question who the best quarterback that has played for the, the Jaguars has been this year.
0: Agreed. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Well, so what, what else I, I don't
3: i i don't i can't start dj shark anymore even with minchu coming back theory. you know in theory he'll start next week
2: well but yeah because he, he, he was kind of and then there's nothing he was kind of like the impetus the public impetus for the for the benching mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah anything else how about this dud from Corey davis this was this could have been my biggest disappointment Three catches, thirty-four yards. I thought he was going to have a huge game. He only got three targets, and Tannehill well, threw twenty-four passes. Right,
2: um, and that's what like that was part of the risk with Ryan Tannehill, who had kind of had a, a, yeah, I mean, he was writing that big jump bunch of meh yeah. at quarterback. Um, the last time they faced, they played Jacksonville. He had a monster day. Well, he threw twenty-four times for two hundred and thirty yards and threw four touchdowns. Right. Um. This this is a risk, but I'm still going to start Corey Davis next week.
0: Okay, they have well that, but it's such a risk because who do they have next week? They have Detroit. Uh, Derrick Henry is going to do such ridiculous things in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean Corey Davis had been so good, um, and any wide receiver who had gotten any decent amount of targets basically against Jacksonville was having good games. Arizona twenty six and the Giants seven, and this is another time of possession game. Giants had the ball for 22 minutes Cardinals almost 38 minutes so Giants what are we kept turning it over what's that they kept turning it oh, over yeah it was shocker um, um. yeah but what did we think of Kyler Murray here he scores 20 points and 244 yards really nothing downfield but he ran a lot 13 carries only 47 yards on 13 carries but
2: what do we think if you score 20 fantasy points and have one touchdown um, then you had a good day and we're a little unlucky in my opinion
0: what if it's 19
3: fantasy points and you only score one touchdown?
2: Is that Kirk Cousins?
3: No, that's Kyle oh. Murray. Kyler should have had a much bigger game.
2: Yeah, oh, I had, I had him at. I had him 20. Notes said he had 20 fantasy points. Okay, it's 19. But who
3: cares? It he, is 19. Uh, Jeez,
1: what the hell? He he, he was 20. He,
3: he should have had. He should have had a significantly bigger game. Did he, he take some knees well. at the
0: end? um yeah maybe i think he uh, yes he did he yeah, took
3: three knees uh, for a loss of five
2: yards is that what
3: happened yep, that's what
2: happened oh someone might lose a fantasy league
3: because of that. Uh, to that be clear
0: be in horrible. decimal
2: scoring he did have 20 fantasy points okay, okay.
0: I'll, I'll take two i'll take a part well of that's the
2: why
3: i, I he thought everybody should come around on decimal scoring i totally understand that um his touchdown to dan arnold was kind of it felt a little lucky there was some serious heat on him and kind of just chucked it up near the... Got, I mean,
2: he was like surrounded, and he was like, hey, Arnold. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened.
3: And I thought Arnold it was a was great just,
0: play. Right, right. I thought it was Absolutely. a tremendous play. Um, okay. I mean, look, you could have been viewed as a little lucky, but he was under heat, he was under the pressure, and he just threw the ball basically like as far as he could under the circumstances, and only Dan Arnold would have been able to make the play, and he made the play. But, I mean, are you confident starting him against Philadelphia, It's Philadelphia next week for them? Yeah, Philadelphia yes. at home. Are you confident starting Kyler Murray?
3: I'll feel better about it next week than I did this week. Okay, Especially if there's no Darius Slay. That'd be great.
0: I don't think, I would love to know later in the week, but I don't think DeAndre Hopkins did much of his damage on on James Bradbury. They moved him around, they put him in the slot. He ended up with a huge game, 136 yards. So that was great. Um, and then for the Giants, uh, you know, D- Dave, your thoughts on Gallman? Only twelve carries, three catches. Not he you wasn't bad. You watched more of
3: this game than I did. Was it just like the one drive for Gallman that really kind of made the day what it was
0: for him? They they just barely had the ball. Their line was terrible. It was like it was just reverting back to the beginning of the year. Their line was terrible. There were eight sacks. Jones couldn't move. And they just couldn't get Gallman the ball, but he did fine. And again, you just expect at this point, you expect when they get near the goal line, they're running the ball. That's just what they do. And that easily could have been Gallman, but it was freaking Deion Lewis. Yeah, got the that touchdown. sucked.
3: Cleveland and Baltimore, their next two games. I think Gallman's got to be viewed as a
0: touchdown or bust running back. All righty. And uh, I do th- I think Patrick Peterson was on Sterling Shepard more than he was on anyone else, which is pretty interesting. And Shepard had a horrible game, his worst game with Daniel Jones. Uh, Kansas City, 33 and Miami, 17. Mr. Heath?
2: Uh, Believe it or not, Tua is one of the 17 streamers that we love for Week 15 when there's only four teams playing.
3: (sighs) Why don't I change that for you to Tua is someone that is worth trying in DFS tournaments. Because if there's only four teams left playing in every league, that means there's a lot of people who love fantasy that aren't in the playoffs and they're going to start going to DFS.
2: How about I'll change it. Tua is a top 12 dynasty quarterback.
0: Let me change it one uh, more day. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Tua is a top 12. Uh, Let me change it again. Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs>
3: is... No. Uh, I think he might be a top 12 dynasty quarterback. And I think he'd be pretty good play, pretty good play in DFS next week because I... I wonder if people are gonna be scared off by the Patriots taking I'm on.
2: not playing a rookie right. quarterback against the Patriots. I think that's no. a, I think that's a pretty good call. Not
3: um, after Herbert. But then that makes him a contrarian play in DFS. That's true. And now we know what his upside is. I also think people will not be confident in using Tua if he doesn't have Parker or Gaseki.
0: Right. Um all right, a couple more things on this game. Believe it or not, Travis Kelsey is the most valuable player in fantasy in PPR leagues. Um, I
2: believe he leads the NFL in receiving yards now.
0: Oh, he passed Metcalf. Yeah, he did. I don't know, if, I can't imagine anyone passed him. I think he was second behind DK. He's going to he could be the first tight end to ever lead the NFL in, right? I don't think a tight end's yeah. ever done it.
2: Yeah, and I think last I looked he was 4th or 5th in PPR fantasy points for the season.
0: And when you and that's amazing. That's amazing cuz he's usually like 8th, 10th. This is a big deal to be top 5. And when you talk about how bad tight end has been this year, there is an easy case to be made that Travis Kelsey is the most valuable player in in PPR leagues, specifically. Would anybody disagree? I mean, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I think it's his Kelsey.
2: value over position has to be close to record. Like, I'd like to know. I'll, I'll, I'll look at it. But yes, I think there's a very good case to be made for it.
0: And just, Dave, a quick thought on the Dolphins' running game. DeAndre Washington. I mean, you can't be too disappointed with 15 touches, but you can be disappointed with 52 yards total. Here's my thought. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, Seattle 40 and the Jets 3. <sighs> <sighs> um, Will Disley caught a touchdown. I, it, they are so bad against tight ends. They get the Rams next week. So, yeah, I guess, and I don't even know who they
2: play, but believe it or not, just don't start any Jets ever.
0: They play the Rams. I'm not starting against the Rams. That's for sure.
2: So can we just drop Rashad Perryman and Frank Gore and Ty Johnson and Jameson Crowder? and?
3: How many of those guys did you really pick up, though?
2: Um, I started Rashad Perryman and Jameson Crowder in a league today. In the same league? In the same league. <laughs> Two Jets and Mitchell Trubisky, and I'm gonna win.
0: Hey, <laughs> all right. That's awesome. Oh, you should have stacked uh, it with we should have stacked it with Darnold.
2: Uh no, I had Trubisky Allen Robinson stacks. Oh, okay, so. that's better.
0: Yeah. Crowder's eighty-seven <laughs> percent roster. them with Darnold. <laughs> yeah, Crowder eighty seven. He's just gonna roster. light
3: money on fire for you, Adam.
0: <laughs> uh Russell Wilson came through. Four touchdowns on 27 passes. Okay, the the backfield split with Carson actually getting fewer carries than Carlos Hyde. Ah, uh, Hold the phone on that,
3: though. Hyde had five carries in the fourth quarter and 11 carries in the second half, and I don't believe Carson even played in the fourth quarter.
0: I wasn't picking up the phone. I was, I was paging you for you to pick up the phone and tell well, everyone. I
3: got you on that one. I wouldn't be worried about Hyde taking over work from Carson.
0: Well, and I would be
3: excited about Carson having the touchdown in 76 yards and starting to round into form here down the stretch.
2: It's not good if it's a 12-10
0: split, is it? Ooh, i that's a really – in bowling?
2: I don't know
3: how many of Carlos Hyde's six third-quarter carries came in what was basically garbage time already.
0: Let's put Colorado. Shraggy B on the person. case. Shraggy B, try to – shed some light on the Seahawks running backs. I mean, I actually looked at the game log, and I think they were both fairly involved during the same portion of the game, with Carson ahead of him, but not, like, super ahead of him. But Carson's just so much better. <laughs> He's so good. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll put Shraggy B on the well, case. Well, I've got
3: the halftime numbers right here. Carson had twice as many carries as Hyde in the first half, eight to four.
0: That's not, like, super... I mean, if, if it stayed 66%, sure, but... It's only four more carries. It's not. All right, we'll put Shraggy B's on the case.
3: Look, if, if they finish that pace, if they yeah pace, pace that out over the whole game and it's 16 carries for Carson. <laughs> it was an even split between the two of them on their first
0: two second half drives. So they're splitting in the second half. I don't like it, Dave. That's a. So now you're saying you don't want to start. Chris no, I love Carson him. He's amazing. Worried about Carlos. No, he's so good. I just think it limits his upside a little bit. Well, of course it's We can nice. all agree well, on that. Yeah,
3: but he's still good with the carries he gets.
0: And the catches. Colts forty four, Vegas twenty seven. Somebody actually asked on Twitch today which vacation is better, Christmas or Vegas? Come on. Uh, um but uh Vegas vacation's pretty great. No, it's mm-hmm. it's Good. It's, it's not fun, good Christmas vacation, but it's but not. It, it, you shouldn't put the word great in, in that sense. The,
2: the, the original was just family vacation, right?
0: Just vacation. Just vacation? Vacation, yeah. Wally World. National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah. Then European Vacation, then Christmas Vacation, then Vegas Vacation.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, I did not know it was just vacation. Sure. Um, believe it or not, Naeem Hines is a good... CPR are running back too.
3: No, can't say that. Can't do it. He's, he's okay. I, I think he's better as a flex.
0: You know, he, I feel like he's put into positions to score more often than a lot of players in his situation, uh, in his situation. Uh, like uh, the pass catching guy. I feel like Hines gets more opportunities to score than, you know, like a James Whitewood. Which I know is ironic because White had two rushing touchdowns a few weeks ago. But no, I think you're right. Okay, thank you for saving me from <laughs> contradicting myself for the next five minutes. Yeah, I, I, I'm cool with him. Like I think he's past Chase Edmonds at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he's probably
2: probably the best, especially if Haskins is starting. He's he's better than McKissick.
0: Phillip Rivers is kind of in the in the zone. And in now in his last eight games, he's got 21 or more points in six of eight games, 27 or more in three of eight games, and he's got Houston next week.
3: It's really something, too, because a couple of games ago, um, he looked miserable. He was missing throws. He was rough. And he's bounced back. Got to give him credit for it.
0: Okay, so do you think he'll be a top 15 quarterback next week?
3: Uh, against Houston?
0: Yeah, you got Rivers yeah. Rivers against Houston or Kyler against the Eagles.
3: I, I love pr- Kyler. I'm probably going to have Kyler. All righty. Rivers uh, or Trubisky? I think I'm going to have Trubisky.
0: Yeah.
3: I'm glad you're excited about that, Heath.
2: What We're is lighting people's Bears fan? Dave it's is back. Uh,
3: it's, <laughs> I'm just turning my back on Phillip Rivers after 13 years of...
0: What is your level of faith in Josh Jacobs? He had 13 carries for 49 yards, three catches for 25 yards against the Colts, and what a matchup next week against the Chargers.
2: Start him.
3: Nervously. You'll start him nervously. Okay. The Chargers will help.
0: Chargers 20, Falcons 17. It didn't help Todd Gurley. (laughs) Uh, Chargers had the ball for 34 minutes, 15 seconds. Falcons for 25-45. And uh, Heath? Got anything for this one?
2: We are never, ever, ever getting starting back. Todd Gurley again.
0: Oh, yeah, I believe that. Wait, let's do, we are never, ever, ever starting Matt Ryan again, even if Julio's back.
2: No, I didn't mean this season. I meant forever. Todd Gurley's fantasy football career as a starting running back is over.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah, we're getting there. And I'm not, I don't know how far behind Matt Ryan is. What do you think
2: he looks (laughs) and here's the thing, because I will say I have thought multiple times this year. He looks old and he is old, Mm. Um, but it's worth remembering Brady has had multiple years where he looks like, Oh no, he's washed, washed up. And then he comes back and Aaron Rodgers had a three year stretch where he was flat out below average by many metrics.
3: Um, well, certainly by his metrics.
2: Maybe the best quarterback in football this year, not named Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Who
3: threw you're the right. best
2: pass today for the Falcons?
0: <laughs> yeah, that would be oh, Russell Russell, Gage. Russell Gage. Gage's touchdown looked pretty good to me. Pretty nice. What do you make of this? Uh, well, first of all, just a fun stat. Austin Eckler has had 129 or more total yards in four of his last five games. But on the opposite end of that, Keenan Allen has... 52 or fewer yards in four of his last five games.
2: Yeah, I think Austin Eckler maybe should be a top five pick next year.
0: Yeah, but what about Keenan Allen? That's what I really wanted you to talk about. (laughs) 52 Um, or fewer yards in four of his last five games. It's
3: nerve-wracking, but the target volume has typically been great.
0: Number two receiver. All right, three more games. Mike Williams got hurt, by the way, and did not have a catch. Philadelphia 24, New Orleans 21. Go.
2: Believe it or not, Jalen Hurts is a top 12 quarterback in leagues that reward four points per pass touchdown.
3: No, I'm not going to not gonna rush him up that flagpole. He had a nice game. He wasn't... Some of his throws weren't great, and I can't count on him running for 100 yards every single week.
0: No, but I think you can count him in running for... 50? Fifty plus, you know. He's gonna run I a lot. I wish I
2: had I wish I knew I don't know where he finished this week in that format.
0: Um, we can find out. Hurt uh Jalen Hurts or Taysom Hill next week. Hill would get the Chiefs and Hurts the Cardinals. I don't think
3: Hill's playing, right? Isn't Drew Brees supposed to be back? I don't know. I Bruce didn't, didn't feel feel great skepticism. assuming skepticism
2: about yeah. that. Yeah, okay.
0: Understand Taysom Hill got very lucky in this game because Hurts fumbled. Was it Hurts or I think Hurts fumbled?
2: Hurts fumbled. Yeah. Late yes. in the
0: game, gave them another possession. He, Jared Cook made a great catch in the end zone. But this probably should have been like a thirteen point game for Taysom Hill. Ended up being a twenty two point game. Yep,
2: for sure. Um, I think I'll probably still have Hill higher, but it'll be really
0: close. Same. Alrighty. Uh, I think that should do it for this game. Michael Thomas was his usual self. Eight caught all of his targets, 84 yards. not didn't quite get to 100. But he hasn't caught a touchdown with Taysom Hill. So that is really something to keep in mind here.
2: He hasn't caught a touchdown this season, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, That's that's got to be true. Um, yeah. All right, Dallas Goddard. I will have to revisit him next week. Considering that Jalen Hurts threw for 167 yards, 43 yards wasn't bad. But it's just it's nerve-wracking now. Green Bay 31, Detroit 24, another big time of possession game. Detroit had the ball for 24 minutes and 30 seconds. Heath, what uh, what do you want to talk about here? Green Bay and Detroit.
2: The Lions aren't going to allow DeAndre Swift to be as great as we want him to be.
3: I'm not ready to believe that. We've seen it once before this year. This was his first game back after this concussion slash illness that he went through. I think that there is potential that he can get a larger workload before the season ends. I was trying to... Peterson only had four stinking carries in the game. Five touches.
2: He had less than half of their rush attempts. DeAndre Swift did.
0: Yeah, it was disappointing.
3: If you're being technical, they only (laughs) ran the ball 15 times. And one of them was a Matthew Stafford run for six yards.
0: Yeah, uh, It was it was disappointing,
3: but... They really just weren't thinking about running the ball very much because the Packers jumped out to a 14-7 lead in the second quarter.
2: Well, how many times did they run it the week before, though? Since Daryl Bevel's taken over.
0: Well, Peterson had two straight games with 15 carries and or 16 carries. They had 22 the week before, 42 two passes
2: runs. to 22 rushes.
3: Yeah, they'll run if they're in a competitive game where it's close.
2: They're not well this just game gonna... was pretty close. It was it was within one score multiple times in the in the second half.
3: That's true. But at one point it, very early in the second quarter, it was already 14-7. And it took them nearly the entire quarter just to get DeAndre Swift in the end zone to tie it up. So maybe maybe I'm kind of um making a bigger deal about it than it is about the Lions and their game script and deciding to throw well, but the, I, I think it's two-week sample size, that they like having Matthew Stafford make the decisions on offense. And that could hurt DeAndre Swift, but it, I don't know if it necessarily has hurt his playing time. Do you know how many snaps yes, he played? Yes,
0: I do. Shraggy B with stats, 54% for Swift. For Swift. 24% for Peterson. Carry on had 21%. But the last thing, Peterson was in at the goal line. He got a goal line carry. didn't get in. Carry on Johnson was in at the goal line. He did get. A, he did get in. He scored. And Swift as well. So you also have that situation where you don't know who's going to get the goal line work. Uh, That's annoying.
3: I don't think we'll ever feel good about Swift as a top 12 running back in weeks 15 or 16.
0: Danny Amendola. probably. Danny Amendola, two straight games with 60 yards. So, you know, deep leagues, he's 8% rostered. He's emerging. They cut Marvin Hall. And let's go to our last game. Oh, and I just, I have to say, it is so unfortunate that Aaron Jones had 17 touches for 75 yards. It, I mean, everybody scores on Detroit. Usually twice. He's now got two touchdowns in his last six games. It's very unfortunate, and I'm very sorry if you lost because Aaron Jones didn't have the the week-winning game he should have. Washington 23 and San Francisco 15. Last game. What do you got?
2: If Alex Smith is out, J.D. McKissick is droppable.
0: Well, I, but he led the uh, well. He didn't lead the team in carries, but he he, he lead, led the team in rushing by yards. far. He had eleven carries, and, and Barbara Peyton had and Barbara twelve. Had twelve, yeah. I don't know. What do
3: you th- I, Dave? Believe it or not, I don't believe it. I don't want to leave him out there after a pretty good rushing average. But I, I think if you were counting on him for his catching prowess, and it's Dwayne Haskins and not Alex Smith, then for that, I wouldn't expect big things from J.D. McKissick.
0: And believe it or not... Oh, Heath, I'm sorry. Did you believe it or no? I kind of think I might believe it. Okay, believe it or not, Raheem, uh, Jeff Wilson is actually the best Niners running back to start. I don't believe it. Okay. So you would not... The problem
2: problem with with sitting Mostert is, and the, the usage has been frustrating the last few weeks, but he's still averaging almost five yards a carry every week and he still possesses the ability to score from 50 yards away because of their system and his big playability and so I just I, I would feel foolish if I started Jeff Wilson and sat Raheem Mostert Yeah, and
0: Mostert what did what he does. So you would not drop James Robinson for Jeff Wilson is what you're saying? I am not going to make that move. <laughs> 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 Alright good show guys good show busy, busy Sunday. And uh, we're going to go watch the end of the Steelers and the Bills. Get ready for Monday Night Football tomorrow. We will talk to you on Monday afternoon with our show. And we, of course, will have fantasy football today in 5, which we're going to record right now. You'll hear that at 3 a.m. Or, you know, whenever you wake up. For Dave and Heath and Ben, I'm Adam. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you tomorrow.
1: Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.